Hello and welcome to Mean Green Money, the UNT Student Money Management Center podcast that talks about everything you need to know to be financially successful in college and beyond. Today, since we are nearing the end of one semester and getting ready to think about the summer and fall, I am here with one of our financial aid professionals, Stephen Lewis, and we're going to go over some frequently asked financial aid questions that we see both in his office in financial aid and in our office in the Student Money Management Center. Do you want to introduce yourself and say hi? Yeah, so my name is Stephen Lewis. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. I'm a financial aid administrator of Satisfactory Academic Progress here at UNT. Um, Yeah, so I work over in the ESSC. My main job is that when students fall below uh, certain criteria to be meeting satisfactory academic progress here at UNT, I'm actually that person that they're going to go and talk to or that they're actually appealing from to see what we can do about helping helping them out when it comes to their finances, their student loans, Pell Grants, and also making sure they're getting the correct grades to be able to attend UNT and ultimately graduate. Awesome. Thanks, Steven. So, given that it is April, by the time this podcast airs, we'll probably be a couple of weeks after the last spring date for tuition and housing payments. So, someone's out there asking a question like, I know the due date is passed, but I still have a balance on my account. What should I do? Okay, so if the balance is still there, don't worry, don't fear, UNT will still take your money, okay? So, don't worry about it um, as far as, am I still going to be able to pay it or are they still going to take my money? Yes, we will. But you want to make sure that you're getting that balance paid before the start of the next semester because the system that UNT has, um, it might let you go ahead and register for those classes. But at the start of the next term, whether that's summer or fall, you could potentially be dropped from those classes because you have a prior balance. Now, You can check with the Student Financial Services Office to actually see what balance can carry over, if any, in your specific situations. But just know that you do want to get that balance paid off before you start a next semester. Right. And if you have questions about how you're actually going to pay that, that is something that we can help you kind of figure out in the Student Money Management Center. We can take a look at your balance. We can walk through your account, see maybe you had some financial aid that you forgot to go in and accept or, you know, you have to make a decision about whether or not to take out those loans or if there's friends and family you can ask or if you need to start looking at private loans. So that's definitely something that you don't want to push under the rug and you want to make sure that you come in and address it as soon as possible. Because the earlier in the semester we're addressing these things, the more options we have, where it's really hard to have options when it's the beginning of the next semester and you still have last semester's balance. So definitely come in, come into our office, talk to financial aid, face it. We are very non-judgmental. Like, right, right. We understand that <laughs> happens in your life. So you can come talk to us because you want to address this as soon as possible so we have the most options for getting through it. Right, exactly. A lot of people always think that financial aid and the people that work in financial aid are just these big scary monsters. Honestly, we're like really super nice. <laughs> and like, I mean... At the end of the day, our customer is a student, if you will, if you want to take it like as a customer basis. And we just want to make sure that you get as most aid or as much aid as possible. And we want to make sure that you graduate without having that financial strain, kind of like you guys in the Money Management Center. Yeah, so we're we're friendly, we're non-judgmental, and we want you to help. So just come talk to our offices. So when a student 
gets through all their semesters at UNT and it's time to graduate, we often have the looming question of, I'm about to graduate and I'm really stressed out by the fact that I'm going to have to repay my student loans in a couple months. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to do. Help. Right. Oh my gosh. Like, um... So I didn't say this in the beginning, but I used to work in Student Money Management Center. You know this, Becca. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so even when I was here, that's like one of the most prominent questions that you'll ever get. And I think that our offices have such a good partnership that that answer is universal. Is don't worry, don't stress. First, we're going to start off with, have you done your exit loan counseling? And the good thing that UNT actually started what's about going on a year and a half, almost two years now, the Student Money Management Center actually does exit loan counseling here. So don't stress too much. So in the exit loan counseling, that's where you're going to be able to find out how much or how many loans that you actually have because we we get it. Sometimes you don't really keep up with how many loans that you have, even though every semester you're looking at your loan debt, because that's part of the process to be able to take out the loans. But you're going to see how much, how many student loans you have, how much they're going to be, how much interest it is, who your service provider is going to be, how you can contact them. You're going to learn all these different repayment plans that's possible to you in your situation. And you can actually kind of go from there. So the services also they're like financial aid and just like money management center. They're seeing that sometimes these scary people that want to take my money or tell me what to do with my money and things like that. But honestly, they just want to help facilitate the process for you to be able to pay back your student loans. Right. And I think a lot of the time the fear comes from just the not knowing and the lack of information. So if you come in to our office, we can sit down with you or you can do it online as well. And once you actually get the information of, oh, I have six months as a grace period to figure out figure it out and we can look at the repayment estimator and see, all right, these are what my payments were, are going to look like. If this is too high, maybe I can qualify for an income-driven repayment plan. So go through the student loan exit counseling mm-hmm. and know what the information is and know that you have options. And a lot of the time that is the first step towards getting rid of some of that stress. Exactly. Exactly. I always tell them, first do the counseling. And then stress. Even when I worked here at Money Management, I would always tell students, you know what? You have six months grace period. Just take some time. Finish out the semester strong. Make sure you graduate. Yes. Take about a week or two off because I know you just worked your tail off the last four years or so. And then we'll worry about it. Go through the counseling beforehand so you know what you're getting yourself into. You know how you're getting prepared. And then we'll take it from there in that grace period time. Awesome. If we're not quite there yet to graduation, a lot of the times between school years, especially if we're going through a life change like moving off campus or moving a lot of our parents' homes, we have to face that question of, I got this financial aid offer, how do I figure out how much of it to accept and what I should or shouldn't accept of that offer? Okay, so here's a few things. Um, There is a such thing as package methodology and pretty much that's how we in financial aid award students we want to make sure that we have the students best interest in mind so first we're going to offer 
any type of scholarships and things like that. And then we're going to go into grants. So pretty much all of like your free money first. And then we're going to start to offer some of those more decision-making type of aids, which are going to be your subsidized loan, your unsubsidized loan, and any parent plus loans that you might have. And then of course, you know, especially if you've been listening to the podcast and you've been to the Money Management Center, then the students already know, you can also check out private loans. But we all know those are going to be the big, bad, scary ones. So we want to try to see what we can do for our students first. So when accepting these, it's always best to make sure you get your scholarships and all of your grants. So make sure you get all of your free money to go towards your education. Now, when it comes to loans, you can accept them at any time throughout the year. Now, they might disappear about halfway through the year, but all you have to do is contact your financial aid office and let them know, hey, I didn't accept my loans. Can I please have them re-offered? So my best advice as being a past student, a past student money management center um, mentor, and also being a financial aid professional, I would definitely say first take the free money and then look at your bills that are estimated by your student financial services office that you can find on your MyUNT account. See how much you actually owe. You don't have to accept this money before you know what you owe. That's one of the really cool things about UNT is we try to make all of these processes, we try to make all of these forms super easy for our students to read. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely be looking at what you're going to owe the university. And then if you're living off campus or you have other expenses, take some time to actually sit down and try to work out a budget. And if you've never done that before and want some direction, that's something you can come into our office and we'll walk you through that as well. But have a budget so you know what kind of expenses you're looking at, you know what kind of income you're looking at, and you know where that gap might be, where you need that financial aid to make sure that you have a roof over your head and food in your stomach. Right, right. So exactly like Steven said, grant scholarships, free money, take advantage of those. And then looking at everything else, make that budget and figure out, all right, what do I need to make sure that I'm getting by? Exactly. So, this is also the time of year in which we are approaching finals, and we have to figure out what our grades are going to look like this semester. Right. So, we, you know, sometimes we have students who might hear from a friend um, or a classmate that if my grades are bad, they're going to take away my financial aid. Is this true, Stephen? Okay, so on this topic, it's kind of true. It kind of depends on how bad are your grades or where have where has your performance been the last few years or the last few terms that you've been here at UNT? So there's this such thing called satisfactory academic progress. And satisfactory academic progress, it identifies three areas to pretty much say, hey, this student is making progress towards graduation. Make sure we keep giving them financial aid. Make sure we keep help, helping them along the way. So within satisfactory academic progress, which shortly in the office we call it just SAP. So within SAP, we look at three things. We look at your pace of progression, which is pretty much looking at, okay, how many classes am I passing compared to how many classes am I taking? Our requirement for that is 67%. Now, we also look at how many hours that you're attempting overall. Now, most students, their academic plans are going to be 120 hours. We'll allow our students 150% of that 120 hours to be able to get financial aid. So we give you about usually a 50-hour cushion for you to be able to fail a class or if you have to withdraw from a class, depending on whatever life circumstances that you might have. And then the last thing that we see in our office that usually kind of catches students is going to be a minimum 2.0 UNT cumulative GPA. 
Now, I have to say that again. A minimum 2.0 UNT cumulative 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 <laughs> GPA. Oh my gosh. I just always have to stress that because sometimes it doesn't matter what classes that you take in the summer at TCC or any other of our great community colleges around here, but it matters what classes that you're taking here at UNT. Now, if those are going to be replacement cr credits, that's going to be completely fine. You just want to make sure they're coded correctly in the registrar's office. But to answer your question in short, if your grades are bad after a semester and you're just absolutely unsure what's going to happen, come to the financial aid office. Talk to either myself, who's a financial aid administrator, or talk to one of our SAP counselors, and we can definitely get you a plan to see if we need to either appeal, if we need to check out private loans, or if we need to just tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to give you a warning semester, and you're going to be good to go. Awesome. Thanks. So if it's if it's one bad grade, one exam that you're worried about, you're going to be okay. If Pretty it's a much. period of hard academic times, that's when you might need to go in and talk to Stephen or exactly. one of his colleagues. Um, and if it was, if, if there was some kind of special circumstance in your life, like a, a death of a parent or something mm -hmm. like that, and that affected your grades, are there ways kind of to still make sure that you can get financial aid if there were extenuating circumstances? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We do, we do have a SAP appeal process. And for that, you have to meet one of four criteria. It can be a serious injury of the student or an immediate family member. It could be an extended illness of the student or immediate family member. The death of a family member. All right, thanks. So, so don't panic. It's going to be okay. Just do your best in your classes and talk. make sure that you have an open communication with financial aid about what's going on in your life if you're worried about having a problem with it. Right. So we are also getting close to the summer when students who are trying to get ahead might be taking some additional classes. How would does one qualify for summer financial aid? The first thing that you need to do is go to your MyUNT portal and fill out the summer aid application. First off, that's going to let us know and be aware that, hey, you want to go to summer classes so we can, one, check out your expected family contribution. That's one of those numbers that's populated by your FAFSA. We're going to be able to check out that to see if you're applicable for any grants or we're going to see if you have any scholarships available. And then we're also going to check your eligibility to see if you have loans available to help you through those summer classes. Now, there is something to kind of catch when you're looking at summer classes. Summer classes, to get financial aid, you have to be in at least half time, which is like a regular semester. Twelve hours is full time. Half of that is going to be six. So in the summer, you have to be in at least six hours. Of that, you can only get financial aid once you establish the sixth class hour. So let's say you're taking a class in summer one and a class in summer two. So you taking three hours in summer one, three hours in summer two. You're not going to get financial aid to disperse until you start that summer two class. So if you're looking at taking summer classes as a means of making sure that you can keep a roof over your head, keeping food on the table, things like that we were talking about earlier, then you want to make sure that you're doing those in the smart way. You can always come to our office and visit with one of our counselors or advisors, and we can help you with, out with that. Or you can come over here to the Student Money Management Center. And it's not a super long application for summer financial aid, right? You're just asking a couple of questions. Oh, yeah. It's, it's literally two questions. It's, are you going to go to school this summer? And how many hours are you taking? 
And that's it. Yes. So don't not apply for financial aid because you think it's going to be another long FAFSA that you have to fill out right now. Just go your go to your MyUNT, answer those questions, and then make sure you're enrolled at least six hours. Correct. If you're counting on financial aid. Correct. And when it comes to the summer application, when it comes to any of these applications, don't feel bad if you're not exactly sure that you want to send, attend summer classes. Go ahead and fill out the application just in case. It's rather good, better to be awarded financial aid and not attend rather to attend and not have a financial aid. So looking at the FAFSA, since we are getting close to the end of one academic year and a little bit further out, pretty close to the beginning of the new academic year, um, no FAFSA opens October 1st. Is there a closing date? Is it too, when is it too late to fill out your FAFSA? August 31st. Literally the day before the new one opens. So you literally have a whole year to be able to fill out these FAFSAs. Um, if you are running into problems as the date's getting near, you can always visit your school's financial aid office, and we can actually sit down and we can help you do that in person. Or if we need to fill out a paper FAFSA, we'll do that for you, and we'll help you mail it off too. Awesome. So if you're enrolled in spring classes right now, and you have a balance and you haven't done your FAFSA for this academic year, it's not too late. You can still do it. Absolutely. Yes. Now, keep in mind, when it comes to being able to award and accept aid, we do have a few different um, rules and regulations put in place for that. We can only offer aid up until the last class day. Okay, so for this spring semester, we can only offer aid up until May 9th. After that, we can't offer any spring aid to you. So if you're looking to go into summer classes and you still have the spring balance, you want to make sure that you get your FAFSA in. You want to make sure you talk to your financial aid office so that we can get all of that taken care of so that nothing is prohibiting you from attending summer classes and even better, getting financial aid. All right, get it done. It's not too late. So know that, you know, the FAFSA does, if you're a dependent, depend somewhat on your parents' income and your parents' assets. So if a student is worried that, oh no, either my parents are making way more money now than they were before, maybe a parent went back to work, or, oh no, my parents lost their jobs, now they're not going to be able to help me pay for my college. How do changes in your family's income or assets trickle down to what you're actually going to see in your financial aid package? Yeah, exactly. You are spot on. When you are filling out those FAFSAs, you are definitely putting in the student income and the parent income and assets. So that number, it kind of goes into this calculation that calculates your EFC, which is your expected family contribution. Your schools are going to look at that and see, okay, well... Uh, Rebecca, this is how much your family should be able to contribute to your education. So when we look at actually awarding you, we're going to take your cost of attendance, which is how much we think that is going to take to bring you here to UNT to be able to live comfortably and get good grades. We're going to subtract out that EFC, that family contribution, and that's going to give us your need. Based off of that need is what we're able to award you from. So when it comes to those family assets, what's in the savings account, what's in dad's IRA, how are these health savings benefits accounts treating us and things like that, that definitely can trickle down to the student as far as how much aid is offered to the student. Now, this is only going to be when you're independent as far as your parents' income going to affect you. Once you become independent, it's solely dependent on 
your income and your spouse's income, even if you have one. And you won't see the effect right away, right? Because we're looking Correct. at a past year's tax returns to actually look at the FAFSA. Actually, we're looking at... you're a senior. Yeah, senior pretty prior. much, yeah. So actually, you're looking at now prior, prior year. So now that we're about to go into the 2019-2020 school year, we're looking at your 2017 taxes. So if something happened, let's say... Okay, hopefully he can just kind of cut that part out. I'm, like, forgetting that he can, like, cut stuff out. So, um, let me back up a little bit. Um, okay, so let's say that, Rebecca, your mom or dad lost their job this year, okay? And it's 2019, and we're still looking at your 2017 income. So, we see that everything is fine and peachy, but you come to our office and you let us know, hey, Something is happening. I don't have as much money as you think that I have. There's been some life instances in which my mom or my dad has lost their job, and I really need more help from financial aid. What we'll do at that point is we'll give you a special circumstance form. Via that special circumstance form, it looks at 14 different conditions that a student can meet as far as being allowing us to go into their FAFSA and make changes to the, that asset data. What we'll do is we'll only process anything that is going to help the student. So sometimes a parent dies. Sometimes you have to reduce your hours at work to go to school. Sometimes you have a really bad year and you spend up to 7.5% of your adjusted gross income in medical bills. So even things like that, we want to make sure that we are there for our students because we understand life happens and we're only as good as our students allow us to be. And you said that you're only going to file it if it benefits the students. So you don't have to worry about, oh, no, what if I go talk to financial aid and it makes everything worse? Correct. It can only help you Correct. to have that communication with the financial aid. Exactly. One of the best things that a student can do is have a good relationship with their financial aid office. Because not all the time is things going to be peachy and fine. Sometimes you're going to get selected for verification and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what is this? What do I have to do? Why is there 14 things to, for me to do on my UNT to-do list? Take it easy. Go and talk to your financial aid advisor, your financial aid counselor, and let them help you through the process. Sometimes it does just take a few, a few things just as simple as taking a deep breath and reading what's on the screen in front of you. And yeah, if there's, if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast, listen to Stephen. He's a real live physical human being sitting here in this office <laughs> with a smile on his face. And his office and our office, they are here to help you. But it's hard to help you if you don't come and talk to us. So exactly. make sure if you have financial aid questions, if you have money questions, you're visiting our offices and talking to us about them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And one final question that we get sometimes is that students might be offered loans that are the direct subsidized and unsubsidized loans, but then they'll also see those Parent PLUS loans offered. What are some of the ways in which those loans are different? So our unsubsidized loans, subsidized loans, and Parent PLUS loans, first off thing to notice is that they're all loans. These are all amounts of money that are going to have interest, and they're all going to be required to be paid back either to your servicer or to the federal government, whichever one that you know you need to pay back. But just know that these are loans that you will have to pay back. 
Now, in these, there is a level of what is better. You know, if you do have to pay something back, you want to make sure you have levels of what's best for you in your financial situation. A subsidized loan is a loan that the interest is actually subsidized by the federal government while you're still in school. So let's say you have a $100 loan with 1% interest and you're in school for four years. Let's say that interest is just uh, evaluated once a year. So over the course of the years, you have a $100 loan, 1%, you owe $104 back at the end of the four years. So when it comes to subsidized loans, the interest is actually subsidized by the federal government while you're in school. So that means that the federal government is paying your interest for you while you're in school. An unsubsidized loan is going to be one of those loans that the federal government is not going to subsidize. So as soon as you take out that loan, as soon as it's transmitted to you, you are responsible for the interest starting there at that moment, day one. A parent plus loan, this is a loan that's a little bit unique. This one isn't necessarily to the student, which are the subsidized and the unsubsidized loans. And that's why you'll see those as federal unsubsidized or federal subsidized direct loans because they are directly to the student. Other times you're going to see what we call a parent plus loan. Parent plus loans are loans that are going to be taken out from the parent on the student's behalf. That amount is going to be a lot larger than your typical subsidized and your unsubsidized loan. So remember a little bit earlier when we talked about how we take your cost of attendance, we subtract out your expected family contribution and that gives us need. Let's say you only get $6,000 in grants and scholarships and loans. What about the other money that you still need to be able to attend school? That is the amount that we'll look at and we'll look into to be able to know what amount of Parent PLUS loan that we can offer the student or the family. Now keep in mind, this is not a loan that you have to take out. And also keep in mind that this is a loan that has to be taken out from the parent's perspective. The parent has to use their FSA ID, they have to use their FSA password, and they will have to designate how the money is applied. It either goes to the student, to the school to pay for the bills, or it can go to the parent to help with any other type of subsidies as far as the student education is concerned. And if you are offered that parent loan, keep in mind that it is your parents who will have to repay that. So they will have to fill out an application after it's offered to you and qualify based on their credit as well. And also keep in mind that as you go through these different categories of loans, subsidized loans are gonna have the lowest interest Unsubsidized loans going to have a little bit higher, and your Parent PLUS loan is going to have the highest. Visit your financial aid website to actually check out the interest rates in that particular year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephen, for coming to our podcast today to talk about all of the different financial aid frequently asked questions that our offices get. Do you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Um, I would say closed mouths don't get fed. So make sure if you have any type of question, if you're wondering about anything, if you even want to tell your financial aid office just one of your opinions on how to make the processes better or how to make understanding better for you as a student, go and talk to them. Go and talk to Money Management Center. Go and talk to the janitor in the building. Get your opinion out there so that we can make this university your university once more. Wow.
Well, thank you all for listening to our Financial Aid Frequently Asked Questions. If you have any feedback or ideas for the show, or you have more questions that you would like us to address, you can always email us at moneymanagement at unt.edu, or you can tweet at us at unt underscore SMMC on Twitter. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful week.